0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 9th of the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide and absolutely we're convinced. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. One of the peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Quickly, a recap of yesterday's show. We uh, had on Kirk Crosby discussion of all things LibertyLocalHoneyman.com with me. We talked about Spotify confirms Joe Rogan actually removed his own episodes of racially offensive language. I think Joe's up in the night and wimping out. I think he needs to get some guts. Rogan was offered $100 million, believe it or not, by Rumble to bail from Spotify and join Rumble CEO all over the, quote, invitation, if you will. And uh, all I can tell you is I think Joe Rogan needs to stand up and get a backbone. You can't judge today's reality by, well, yesterday's reality by today's standards is the way I ought to say it. Maybe Joe didn't act perfectly, but number one, everything's taken out of context. It was a big old lie, an absolute dishonest, satanic takedown for the pit of hell. They got to stop that. But you know what? Joe needs to tell him to go fly a kite. He needs to say, look, going forward, I'll be a little more careful with the N-word, but when the rap thugs can use it every day, you know what? Who's to say that I can't? Are you telling me that blacks can use it, but white can't? What kind of a racist are you? Let's all start to quit using those terms going forward. Society's changing for the better, good, let it be. But let's not attack and destroy people's entire careers uh, over uh, ignorant things such as judging. uh, Yesterday's reality by today's standards is a dishonest narrative that'll take everyone down uh, if we fall for the lie. Joe, get a backbone, buddy, stand up, get some guts, don't apologize, tell them to fly a kite. Not because the language is great. but That isn't the point. The point is this takedown, cancel culture stuff has got to, got to stop. All right, Arizona representatives and senators introduced resolution to pull down Arizona's 2020 presidential electors. There's a big old battle in the Arizona Republican Party, folks. Trump ally moves to, quote, decertify the 2020 elections in three counties. WashingtonExaminer.com and Representative Finkham's bill. To decertify Arizona's elections, more about 2022 than about 2020, says Arizona Republic. This is a huge issue. Peter Thiel, one of the uh, longest-serving board members of Meta, that's Facebook's corporation, since 2005, is bailing. Peter Thiel, plenty of cash, decides he wants to jettison Facebook and work on Republican or electing Republicans in 2022 and beyond interesting thing for that irs back down backs down for now the irs will no longer force taxpayers to submit a scan of their face just to see their own tax records that was hour one hour two police stop yeah a distraught elderly man for speeding they helped him connect his tv rather than giving him a ticket this was the simulcast with the Sheriff Mac Show on Brighty on TV. We showed the video. Incredible police work going on, ladies and gentlemen. How much do you know about community policing, I would ask? Much more than walking a beat, ladies and gentlemen. Community policing, reducing fear in the community. What a wonderful example. We talked about that. We talked about our Brighty on TV guest and then uh, met him, John DeLemme. He's the author of a book about capitalism. Uh, He's a capitalism strategist. He's a conservative political commentator. He's also the founder of conservativebusinessjournal.com. And he's got a counterattack going on on leftists, that's for sure. Mr. DeLem has built one of the top conservative news sites taking on the fake stream press. John's book, Making Capitalism Great Again, How to Maximize America's Booming Economy, plus the ABCs of Socialism versus Capitalism. Great stuff. Great interview. All on Bridie on TV. The Sheriff Max Show, simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live. And he's also the host of the absolutely explosive, no holds bar, uncensored. um, What do they call this show? Uh, It's basically a. uh, What is it called? cbj real news podcast is what it is great stuff from john um he also covers subject matter that most conservatives won't touch because they're afraid they'll lose their paychecks or meltdown not us at liberty roundtable live but i get it archives of the simulcast of the shows available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net for audio and brightion.tv if you want to check out the tv or video version of the broadcast by the way ladies and gentlemen just so you know yeah, it's National Pizza Day today. We've got to talk about the important news. National Pizza Day. All the pizza companies have incredible specials. Mac down on America's favorite food. There you go. By the way, speaking of Mac, Sheriff Max, with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir.
2: Well, thank you, Sam. It's a great to be with you this beautiful Wednesday morning. are You going
1: to gear up for pizza day, man?
2: Uh, you just reminded me that I probably will.
1: All right, because they tried to have bagel day on pizza day, but pizza won out and bagels had to pick a different day, sir.
2: Yeah, I like blueberry bagels, but that's about it. I don't like bagels that much.
1: All right, I'm a pizza guy. I love, love, love gourmet pizza, ladies and gentlemen. And our guest today, she is a courageous whistleblower, ladies and gentlemen. She's an American hero. Her nickname is Nurse Erin, but her name really is Erin Olsuski, is that how you say it? Aaron, welcome to Liberty Roundtable yeah. Live.
3: Thank you, Sam. So nice to, to be on today.
1: All right, are you going to eat pizza?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: All right. Did I butcher your last name? Is it Olsuski?
3: Yeah, it's, you, you did, you did fine. That's. A, I think you did a wonderful job with it.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm better at nurse, Aaron, ladies and gentlemen. That's a, easier for guys like me. Um, But she wrote an incredible book, Undercover Epicenter Nurse, How Fraud, Negligence, and Greed Led to Unnecessary Deaths at Elmhurst Hospital in New York. Aaron Walsuski, ladies and gentlemen, um, look, this is serious. Nurse Aaron, I want to talk about this because when you went in, you thought you were really going to help, you are kind of, it's kind of like the guys that, grow up in america they go to high school they learn to shoot they think it's incredible they join the military and by golly i'm gonna fight for the greatest country on the earth they get there and they go what the heck and then after they get done and they come home they go that ain't what i signed up for people uh, you were in the military too is that a fair comparison
3: yeah yeah i was i was i also served overseas in iraq so when you said that i'm like yeah i agree with that as well so um there's a lot that Every, the everyday people, you know, that don't don't realize that's going on, um, not only in our government but also within our healthcare system.
1: All right, I want to dig in hard. I want people to look back. We had Nurse Erin on on the Sheriff Mac Show. We dug into a lot of the basics about her book and uh, who she is and what she's done uh, and how she's basically uh, really a nurse now, investigative journalist, spending the last several months on the front lines of the pandemic and more. I want to drill into this in great detail, Aaron. So you went there. You got shocked and dismayed about the murder and the mayhem and the neglect and the abuse and the jettisoning, all real honorable health protocols in favor of this pro-death protocol agenda in the hospitals. You literally were Mm -hmm. armed with a camera by an attorney. You went in undercover and filmed a lot of this stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Dismayed turned into shock. Turned into what, Aaron?
3: Um. I don't know it was just it was almost kind of disheartening being you know a lot of us sign up to to help people I think the majority of people go into the health profession because they want to help people and you know that that's the spirit and the heart behind you know everything I I guess I will speak for myself but I, I just I didn't I didn't see it anymore. You know, I saw, you know, uh, a lot of greed, like I wrote about, you know, that money was kind of the, what supported all of these protocols. And, you know, there's uh, a lot of, I didn't realize, I guess, until I was in New York, how much politics could affect a patient's life. So, you know, my first kind of red flag was just the banning of the medications. Um, you know, because and the, and the excuse was being used that you know they were off label and not approved, but also were in, a, you know a worldwide pandemic, and and that just doesn't doesn't work like that. You know, it's not common for off label for, like medications to be used. So, um, you know, that to 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 remove patients' right to try and to insert, you know, government political officials into healthcare and remove the doctor-patient relationship and then and the patient relationship um, is ultimately what is exactly wrong with our healthcare system. There's too many there's too many cooks in the kitchen and because of it, the people that have signed up to help people are unable to do their jobs. And if they want to stand up for their patients and their profession, then they're kicked out. So, obviously, like I was kicked out in May 2020, and we've seen it happen, um, and it's still happening to this day.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, Nurse Erin levels her accusations about Elmhurst in a documentary series called Perspectives on the Pandemic. Sam Bushman, Sheriff Mack, Nurse Erin, in seconds on your radio.
4: Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief but nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened
5: repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular The solution to so many of our problems, at all times, and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Nurse Aaron, Sheriff Richard Mack on your radio. We're talking to Nurse Aaron. And no doubt greed's at the heart of a lot of the abuses that are going on relating to COVID. But when they literally uh, say, we're going to put together an experimental vaccine, we're going to warp speed that sucker to market globally. We're going to skip all the normal trials, all the reality, knowing that every other vaccine mass distribution plan has gone wrong. They've had to halt them in the past and everything else. Um, But yet ignoring all the scientific evidence about the dangers and everything else, forging ahead Anybody who dissents, they say is nuts, crazy, uh, criminal, whatever, while at the same time denying doctors their normal ability to say, I've got a medication that's off use, or, you know, I don't know the exact words for this, but hey, you know what? It's not really uh, declared for this, but we're going to try it or use it anyway. We believe it can work. And uh, doctors used to have that latitude. Denying doctors the latitude to do what's best for their patients. Pretending these uh, off use medications have no place whatsoever, but yet rolling out an experimental vaccine uh, virtually by force? Aaron, in my opinion, we've crossed the line now from uh, greed and uh, uh, ignorance and incompetence and whatever other words you want to describe to flat out criminal. What do you say?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and I don't say this lightly, but it's murder, it, nothing short of even genocide, because to restrict a patient's right to try, and they continue to do it this, to this day. Um, and, and knowing that it is, it's hurting patients and it's not helping and continuing to do it um, is probably one of the most horrendous things that I maybe we'll ever see in our lifetime. But it may be worse that anyone has ever seen. Um, and I, that's why, you know, there's, there's, it's going to take a lot of us to be able to stand up and say, no. And, and, and if we have to lose our jobs because of it, don't so be it. You know, God will provide and, and he will like, and he has for many people, but it's like how, why stay in a, in a job, you know, when you know that it's, it's ending people's lives unnecessarily. I just um, I don't know how a lot of these uh, people following these orders and also giving them are able to sleep at night, to be honest with you. Like, what is a life
1: worth to them? Uh, so, amen to that. Sheriff, you want to start there, yeah. sir?
2: Yes, I do. First of all, Nurse Erin, I have to tell you that uh, when we had you on our Brighton TV show, is the biggest response from the people, uh, our viewers and and listeners and members, um, it, it really got a lot of attention. We got lots of emails and calls that the, that was the greatest show ever and that you did a fantastic job. So I wanted to pass that on to you. It's uh, The whole time we've been doing Bright Young, we've had some amazing guests on, but you've you had the best uh, response. Um, wow. Also, by way... Of, well, yeah, I guess it uh, comes with the territory with you. Um, but, oh, okay, so... I think most people want to know why are they doing this? What is the motivation? Is it political? Is it a a little bit political to support the agenda to control us with the so-called pandemic agenda that government has to look like they're telling the truth? So people have to die in order for uh, the government to prove, see how horrible uh, COVID-19 is? Look – Thousands, millions, hundreds of thousands are dying, and we have to do something. And is it that, or is it also monetary? Is it, maybe it's a combination of both? I've heard all sorts of rumors, and maybe you could put this to rest. Uh, do the hospitals actually get huge payments every time somebody dies? I've heard forty thousand. I've heard a hundred thousand. Well, every time somebody dies, and if they like, claim it's COVID, right? Is is that true? If somebody dies and they can say it's COVID, do they get money per death, or do you know?
3: Yes, yes, that's they 100% did. true. Um, I, I can I can say uh, 100% uh, while I was in New York, the patients that were admitted with or with a COVID diagnosis. And that could be, you know, uh, COVID, you know, positive, or it could be like a COVID rule out, which is, oh, they might have it, which was was everybody. So that was right. a $13,000 paycheck for the hospital. Um, How much? much? 13000 Okay. And then if they were put on a ventilator while in the hospital, which that's all they were doing, knowing it was killing hundred percent of the patients by the time I got there. Um, that was thirty nine thousand dollars. And on top of it, there were some places, not every place, and I don't I haven't we haven't been able to quite figure this out um, why some qualified and some didn't, but there were ten thousand dollars per death as well. Um, so
2: so so that, in totality, those three numbers were a total, or did one replace the others? So no, that you was didn't get to... a total. Okay, total, they so about 50, 60,000 per death.
3: Approximately, yes. Yeah. And um, then they were refusing autopsies. So we just continued to pile them up in the freezer trucks on top of one another, and I, I'm not sure where, where they took them. Um, but it was like, uh, I felt like I was living in, a Nazi Germany, like you know, a, a camp, like, a, I, 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 literally, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, you know? And, and, um, and I knew what I, I knew what was going on. Um, and, and so did everybody else. Um, but I just, uh, you know, I, I, I was like, I was ready. I'm like, you know what, they can take my license. They can take whatever. But at, at this point, I don't want to be a part of this. And sadly a lot of people just kinda of went along with it because we, um, you know, the nurses and this is still happening, they're still paying nurses this amount to travel, but we were getting ten thousand dollars a week as nurses and those doctors were getting up to sixty thousand dollars, you know, a week. So, you know, the the paychecks became more important than than the people at that point and that is why we have continued to where we are to this day and it has not stopped because too many people are putting you know the
1: profit
3: over a human being
1: so nurse Aaron, but,
3: tell me tax, this:
6: look,
2: look but it's what, taxpayer dollars
1: yeah where but does the money come years. from though who authorized it where does the money come from do you have a money trail on this fema so
3: fema's behind all of that i just remember like When I was in New York, there was like, there was FEMA trucks all over the place. And so that, that's where the money was uh, funneled through. But also, you know, they were putting in like, we're uh, the billing, the medical billing coders. If we could get a whistleblower that was in New York as a, you know, a coder to come forward. Like they were also, you know, using, um, you know, they call it upcoding which is adding diagnoses in order to get more money through even Medicare and Medicaid as well. So it was a, it was just a, it's a, <laughs> uh, it was a definitely a planned, uh, event cause that just doesn't, that doesn't just happen. And we don't ever ban medications for treatment, especially in a pandemic <laughs> ever. And those treatments were working and they're still trying to ban treatments to this day. And I, like, I'm watching it, you know, every single day people are sick trying to get what they need and they can't. And because of it, you know, they're they're ending up back in the hospitals and, you know, I I see very few come back out um, because they just, it's, it's a turnkey style operation, and there's a lot of little foot soldiers that are just kind of following the orders, and, and people are are still dying because of it, and it's it's just hard to watch.
2: So, what are? Let everybody know what are the remedies that you have seen work. Um.
3: Well. that they're that they're they're
2: denying they're trying to make them illegal and you can't get them so what works I I mean is it just ivermectin uh, hydroxychloroquine or is there others are there others or do those two really work
3: yeah they actually do Um, so there's doctors there's scientists all over the world that are good studying you know looking into what could work what couldn't work and early on, we were treating with a hydroxychloroquine and zinc. And we use that actually in Florida here. And our patients were successfully, you know, they went home and treated at home and they're fine. You know, we didn't admit everybody. Um, so that does work still. Uh, the ivermectin absolutely 100% works. And, you know, I started up with a couple of special forces, inquiry, you know, medical doctor and a PA and we started um, America's Clinic. And you know we're getting that the treatments that work out to people, despite hey, what the government wants. Hey, time
1: nurse Aaron. Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable live, ladies and gentlemen. Do you like pizza for breakfast? It's National Pizza Day on your radio.
0: Pursuing liberty using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
7: White House science advisor resigns after internal probe found he bullied staffers.
6: If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone. I promise you I will fire you on the spot.
7: That was not the case as Eric Lander, President Biden's science advisor, was allowed to resign last night after an internal investigation showed evidence that he bullied subordinates. Lander took responsibility for his actions and says he was devastated for causing hurt to past and present colleagues. On the Ukraine front, President Biden said the Russian-built Nord Stream 2 natural gas pipeline to Germany would be suspended if Russia invades Ukraine. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz offered support without explicitly saying the project would be halted. The Supreme Court reinstated an Alabama congressional map that a lower court said diluted the power of black votes, saying that the court would pay more attention to challenges to voting maps. USA Radio News.
8: Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu. And the Exergen Temporal Scanner thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen temporal scanners available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at That's Exergen.com. That's E X E R G E N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature.
9: At the American Veterinary Medical Association annual convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health.
8: One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians and public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in
9: animals. There's more valuable information at avma.org.
7: NATO Secretary General Jan Stoltenberg on CNN weighs in on the Russia-Ukraine crisis.
10: There's no certainty, but what we see is a continued military buildup with more and more forces and also key enable like military hospitals uh, and logistics. Uh, So this is uh, the warning time is going down, and the risk for an attack is going uh, up. And and we also see the threatening rhetoric, uh, the very strong rhetoric from Russia, saying that we need to give in to their demands. If not, uh, there will be what they call uh, military technical consequences. And then, of course, we have the track record of Russia using force uh, against Ukraine before. So if you put all that together, military build-up, threatening rhetoric, and the track record of Russia, of course, there is a real uh, danger. But we continue to work for a political solution. It's possible to uh, to preserve peace, and that's exactly why we put so much energy in from NATO side to find a political way forward.
7: USA Radio
10: News.
1: Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio, Richard Mack with me, the good sheriff, CSPOA.org, and courageous whistleblower nurse Erin with us as well. Yeah, she doubled down and leveled her accusations about Elmhurst in a documentary series called Perspectives on the Pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the money here. The money comes from FEMA for COVID, whether it be deaths or ventilators or checking into the hospital with COVID, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It is disaster. It's been going on for the last two years. Most folks, doctors, nurses, etc., turn a blind eye because of the cash they're getting paid. A lot of them turn a blind eye because they realize their careers will be destroyed. They realize that their whole licensing, that they've worked so hard, so long uh, for might be yanked from them they might end up with student loans and debt on top of it all and have no license uh, by which to pay it back etc so a lot of these people are over a barrel a lot of them are scared a lot of them are uncomfortable they don't know what to do many of them don't have the guts to stand up for a variety of reasons of as i've already articulated but i want to talk about the criminality of this though really congress funds fema right dr sheriff mac uh
2: yeah of course they do
1: All right, so the bottom line is all 535 members of Congress, uh, I'm really holding on the chopping block for this. Look, all spending originates in the House uh, and the House and the Senate, who have already uh, sold us down the river to the tune of 30 plus trillion dollars in verifiable debt and well over 150 trillion dollars in unfunded liabilities, et cetera. These people that are literally have already bankrupt the nation, uh, selling our children into slavery, virtually speaking. Uh, these people really have are the ones to blame for this. They run around and act like, oh, by golly, and whatever. But that really, Congress is responsible for all this. You wouldn't have this situation if you didn't have big money for the manipulation. But along with the big money, that's bad enough. But what about this narrative where we're going to stop all off-use medications that could save lives, but we're going to promote fast-track, um, warp speed, a, an experimental jab? Uh, Nurse Aaron, at some point... You've got criminal backed by dishonest debt money, blood money over this, don't we?
3: Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize. I mean, Congress approves the spending, but it's actually the taxpayers that fund it. So, like, every single person is funding this. And, like, you're exactly right. I mean, it's every single one of the members, you know, in Congress that are not doing anything. And that's left and right. Um, you know they're they're ultimately responsible for for people dying necessarily as well, you know, and, and not to stand up and and start questioning that. And yes, the vaccine pushing an experimental vaccine, but also pushing experimental like treatments. So, you know the the um, rendesivir that they've been giving in the hospitals. A lot of people don't know this, but there were. People, we had no idea who they were, where they came from, that were wandering around the halls in Elmhurst, and they were um, going into patient rooms, and they were running the remdesivir IVs without permission. So they were experimenting on these patients, and when questioned, you know, they they just said that, you know, they were hired by the, you know, the hospital, and they're working on treatment, experimental treatment. They would be taking their blood. And, I, and you know, I even asked them, like, do you have permission to do this? You know, does, does the family know that you're in here doing this? And, you know, never had a straight answer. So look what they've been doing. They've kicked families out of these hospitals. Nobody knows what's going on. They're pushing, you know, the remdesivir, which is causing, you know, kidney failure, multi-system organ failure in patients currently right now. And, you know, an experimental vaccine with no liability, and they're mandating it. So, you know, how do you mandate uh, a product that has no liability to anybody? And then in the meantime, you know, getting rid of all these treatments that are that are cost effective and cheap and they work um, in order to just, I guess, keep people sick. I mean, I don't know how anybody anywhere in any type of, uh, you know, power seat um, can turn their blind eye to this and look the other way.
2: Sheriff? That brings up a. That brings up another question. Have you been asked by any congressional committee or state committee or county or city council to testify before them? Have you been asked by any group, any anyone, to testify as to what your findings were?
3: No, nobody. And and we never. think it's because never. And I, you know, I've actually um, tried. For patients along with other uh, other doctors um, in my area here in, and this is Florida so like a lot of I'm in Florida a lot of people think that we're extremely free we're not it's we're just it's, we're, uh, these hospitals and, and courthouses are just better at, at hiding it but um, you know they, they credit they discredited me um, you know being able to testify on behalf of a patient um, and as well as the doctor um, because we're not experts so they're just picking and choosing their own experts, yes. but I've never been asked to testify in front of Congress, in front of any anybody. If anything, they've tried to bury my story, and that's why I, I will never stop talking because I I have, you know, um, a mission to to give these people that have died that I stacked in in the freezer trucks that didn't have to die, you know, um, justice. Sure. And I have I. I I mean, they just picked the wrong nurse, I guess, you know, (laughs) but.
1: Where's Governor Ron DeSantis when you need him?
3: Yeah, you know, I I did meet him. I I gave him a signed copy of my book. He knows my story, but it's just, you know, so what is it? Like, what is going on? And why, why is my, why is, you know, things like this being buried? Because this was back, my story came out in May, 2020. We're almost two years later, and, and it's still going on. That in itself kind of shows you that, you know, this, these people are leading everybody, you know, on, on the wrong path, and they're not being truthful about what they're doing.
2: Uh, may, hey, Sam, this question's for you. Maybe we could be the first one to have her testify at our national convention in front of sheriffs.
1: Well, we need to do something because, ladies and gentlemen, look, when you fund this at a congressional level and literally steal from the taxpayers on a fraud, on a dishonest agenda where we're going to force vaccines on innocent people, regardless of the repercussions or health problems, when you deny off-use medications that doctors used to have the latitude uh, to use to protect and defend and save people first, do no harm, and Uh, At some point, there is a guilty party here. Who is driving this? You can say, well, FEMA's carrying it out. You can say Congress is funding it. You can say the American taxpayers are paying for it. Uh, But yet at the same time, somebody somewhere is running the narrative. And you can say, well, that's Dr. Whacked Out Fauci. Uh, Maybe, or maybe he's just the front man to take the heat we got to find out, and and Sheriff, I don't know who better to investigate this than maybe sheriffs, how do we find out where is this, where are the marching orders coming from? Because if they're not coming from the president, if they're not coming from the judicial branch, meaning the judges, which in either case would be problematic because they're not lawmaking authority, but is it coming from the legislative lawmaking authority? What laws on the books? What where is this coming from? Who's in charge around here? And what you're telling me is I'm paying for my own demise, and the demise of everybody around me in a murderous plot for gain and, 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 and money. And I don't know, power and tyranny and whatever, but we're remaking our whole society over this thing. And I'm the taxpayer funding it. And I'm really to blame, but yet where's the head of this snake doc, um, sheriff first. And then nurse Aaron. Well,
2: you know, the, uh, the The federal government, well, maybe all governments, but federal government has been stealing the money uh, and taking the money without our permission and sometimes without our knowledge. Uh, so you, you know the corruption of Washington D.C. Yeah, I blame it a little bit on the on the uh, uh, American people because we haven't awakened to our awful situation. But I, I still I still put it at uh, uh, Washington D.C. corruption. That's where I put the blame. Um, The American people are are so trusting that we think that these people uh, wouldn't ever do something like that. Uh, I believe that most of this has never been uh, congressionally authorized. I think FEMA has their monies and they just go for it. The presidents, including every president that we've ever had, uh, at least for the last hundred years, spend money without congressional approval, and that's illegal. Uh, But the IRS, uh, you know, what they do to take money from people and and how they fund all the crap going on in Washington, D.C. And the just like the commercial from Rand Paul, um, he blames Congress. uh, (laughs) Well, it's you know, he's part of it. He's he's in Congress. And, And so all of this, it's just kind of one big circle of everybody pointing the finger at each other. The bottom line is. Uh, Congress is is just completely corrupt, and 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 they steal money from us all the time, and they misuse the money, and 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 act unconstitutionally, and the, you know and then we have people come out and support this like churches that come out and support this, this it's just a big fat brick of corruption.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to ask Nurse Aaron the same question on the other side of the break. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure glad with all the mayhem and murder and destruction and dishonesty and spinning ourselves into oblivion, I'm sure glad I can just escape with National Pizza Day, baby.
9: For decades, leftists, liberals, socialists, and feminists have been screaming and crying, my body, my choice, in order to justify the premeditated murder of innocent children in the womb. However, this is a fallacious argument since science has proven and demonstrated that the baby has a separate set of DNA from the mother. If it's not your DNA, it's not your body. That is science, and you should trust the science. Remarkably, the same people who have been claiming my body, my choice for decades now want to force you to inject foreign substances into your body against your will. Obviously, they never cared about my body, my choice. They just wanted to control you and have permission to kill babies. I am Emmon Bundy, and when you elect me governor of Idaho, I will sign an executive order on day one of my governorship prohibiting abortion in the state of Idaho because premeditated murder of the innocent should never be legal anywhere in the world, especially Idaho.
0: Paid for by Emin Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com.
1: All right, all you meat lovers, it's National Pizza Celebration Day. What is it, National Pizza Day? Wow. Yeah, man, it's serious, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious business. National Pizza Day is today, Feb 9th. Yeah, businesses across the nation are celebrating with specials and everything else, man. Get your pizza today. Uh, Nurse Aaron's with us, ladies and gentlemen, and I joke about pizza because it's it's just one of those things they always push for propaganda. I mean, I'm fine to go get a piece of pizza, ladies and gentlemen, but why is the mainstream press talking about National Pizza Day when they're not talking about National Criminal Day? Look, your government officials and where the head of this beast is, I don't know. That's what I'm pushing for, though. Who are the criminals that need to be prosecuted uh, and literally tried for treason over this dishonest COVID narrative where it's like, hey, we're going to fast track experimental jabs? We're going to deny any other solutions that are inexpensive and tried and tested and true. Doctors have no latitude. Anybody that bucks the trend is going to lose their career, lose their uh, everything they've worked for their whole lives. Um, Nurse Erin, where the heck is the head of this beast? Who's in charge around here? Do we know?
3: No, that's it's funny you guys mentioned that because when I, when I was in in Hospital New York, I actually tried to find solutions. Um, you know, before I reached out to an attorney, um, I, I talked to my, my leads. and I'm like, Hey, who do we talk to? What, how can we change this? Oh, I don't know. You know, it's just, it's, it's above, it's above, you know, it's, it's someone above. Okay. Went to the administration of the hospital. They're like, yeah, we can't do anything. You know, it's, a, it's about So like, everybody just put it off on somebody else. And, that's exactly what they're doing, you know. And the big game of things within our government, you know, nobody wants to take blame, nobody wants to take responsibility. It's everybody else's fault, and they have every, the, you know, everyday Americans, you know, just running around in circles, you know. And, and and you know, you see this on the news, like you're saying, like the National Pizza Day. Like they're not going to talk about themselves. They're not going to. They know they're corrupt. They know what they're doing, and they know that their people are dying because of it. But, you know, their jobs are more important and and bearing the truth, you know, in order to protect, you know, the image that they want everyone to perceive is more important to them than anything else. And so that's when I used to be, you know, very, uh, I, I was very into politics. And now so much, I don't really appreciate anybody that's not doing anything to stand up for you know, what, what they swore an oath to do, you know? And so, you know, it's going to end up having to be people like, you know, uh, Sheriff Mac and you, Sam and, 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 you know, little, you know, nurse from Florida, you know, like just to be able to, to rock their boat and, and start, you know, standing up and becoming we the people once again.
1: Hey, Sheriff Mack, I want to be the redneck with the garden home, man, and chop the snake's head right off, buddy. How do I get that We done? need
3: everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh,
2: Everyone
3: from um, every background.
2: <laughs> well, I, well, that brings up another question. Uh, were, were you ever really politically active? I mean, are you a, a Republican, right-wing, uh activist uh yeah, you, I mean, w- before I, this w- were you really into politics or were you just a nurse and trying to do your job
3: no i mean i wasn't i wasn't into politics i think I, I first started getting into politics when um, i'll just go really quickly no one's ever asked me this question actually um so when i was sent to iraq bush was in office so um, you know, he he sent us with, with no body armor. I had no flak vest, We had very little ammo. And, you know, we just put, got put out there going on missions that made no sense to look busy. It's kind of similar to what's happening right now. So at that point, you know, I was raised Republican, and I voted for Obama the first time because I was like, who is this? You know, I was disappointed because of what Bush did. And then I, you know, ended up not voting for Obama a second time. And then when Trump decided to run, that's when I really started getting political. Cause I'm like, you know what? Finally, somebody that is not afraid to speak up. And so then I got, you know, very into politics, very Republican. I actually spoke in, in Washington, DC on January 6th. Um, and but my problem was, and, the, and <laughs> it's always been, wait, kind you, of in the back wait, of my you spoke
2: at the rally? You spoke at Trump's yeah. rally? Yeah. Wow. Who asked you to, who asked you to do that?
3: Well, we set up um, a a lot of nurse, other nurse whistleblowers. So there was a a large group of us that all um, spoke, um, you know, and trying to get the word out. So it was, yeah, I mean, we, we've been around for a while. We just are being, you know, hush and and nobody is hearing our stories like they should, you know,
10: Um,
3: but you know, I got fired. What the, the main post that got me fired, I posted on social media, was President Trump, please investigate New York City Health and Hospital System. And that was in May of 2020. And like it's never been investigated. It's never been followed up on. And I don't think they want an investigation because they don't want people like me with actual video. And I know there's a lot of other people with video. There's another whistleblower. Um, he's a CRNA that worked there that is you know, willing and ready to testify as well, not as outspoken as I am, because they don't want to put us up on the stand because then you know, we're going we're gonna to have our evidence out for the rest of the world to see and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to show and prove um, the, the murder and essentially mass genocide that's been taking place all along.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is bad. And Sheriff Mack, I really believe if we're not very careful, this will lead to the next civil war in America. I don't want it to. I'm just telling you, when there is no way for redress of grievance, when any time you want to peacefully assemble to express your displeasure with something, they turn it into somehow an insurrection. Whenever you want to go to church, they say no. Whenever you want to have your free speech, they say you're peddling fake news and they shut you down. They... Uh, Literally, they are going to create because there's no more outlets for the American people. And as the American people wake up to the fraud of this COVID lie and the abuse that has been committed under it, the literally almost a million deaths in America, how many of them are legitimate versus how many of them are caused by their protocols is still left for debate. How many of them really went into the hospital because of COVID? Or they went in and then just happened to have COVID because there's plenty of money if you have COVID and you go to the hospital. So how many really went because they needed to go to the hospital because of COVID? Well, they answer that question and say, we don't even know. Two years later, they've admitted to the fraud. Okay, They've admitted to this idea that we're going to, and you can't go to Donald Trump for the answer. He's the guy that literally warped speed of the vaccine to us. And now when he's challenged on the vaccine because they're not saving effective, he's still dumbly doubles down and says, oh, vaccines are great. And wasn't I an awesome guy to bring them all to you? But I'm not for force. Well, I'm glad he's not for force. Uh, But you look at this and you go, if you're not very careful, this is going to be the tip of the spear when it comes to a civil war. I'm not wanting this. I'm not um, advocating for this in any way. I'm just telling you that what happens when 330 million people have no way for any um, accountability, any solutions, any way to stop the madness sir Uh, i don't mean to make this bigger than it is but i'm telling you people are sick of it sheriff
2: mac no i said the same thing sam and i think you're absolutely correct i i just it's the writing on the wall it's a historical uh prediction and and historical prognosis that sooner or later uh the people that are frustrated over Uh, All these deaths and lies and corruption and illegal spending and just on and on and on. But, yeah, when it comes down to murder in hospitals, I think that's where people are going to finally say enough is enough. I don't want civil war either. In fact, I'm the most peaceful man you've ever met in your life. Uh, But I I agree with you. I I just don't believe this is going to remain peaceful if we don't get the peaceful solutions uh enacted and implemented right away
1: will rogue agents in government cause a civil war because of no accountability nurse aaron what do you think
3: yeah i mean i've i've kind of thought this so long but i think originally a lot of people it was hard to swallow like there's no way that would happen there's no way that they would ever do that and then it, it started happening to them and their loved ones, and I don't know how many how many people I have spoke to, you know that that lost you know a husband or a wife or a grandparent, and, and they knew that they didn't have to die, you know, and like that's heartbreaking, and you know uh, you know uh, they're now you know building this you know I don't like to even call it an army because I'm not promoting like a civil war either. But there is enough people right now that are are waking up and that have personally been affected by it and they're, and they're upset and, and, they, and they want justice and they want what's right. Uh, and that's why I think our government just kind of keeps, keeps you know, throwing out these mandates and, and you know, kind of strong arming the, the everyday, you know, person out there that doesn't really understand the grasp of how powerful they can be.
9: So
2: uh, let me ask you a real quickly. Are you gonna Are you gonna support uh, Desantis if he runs for president?
3: I I mean I don't I don't know what else you know I, to do at this point. You know I, I would love I would love for to support um, someone running for president that was speaking up on this, you know, and and putting their foot down, and you know, getting getting involved in, in what's really happening right now. Um, so it's hard to say, I mean, I, I do support anybody that supports freedom. Um, and, uh, I'm not saying I won't, but it's just, I'm just tired of everything being ignored, to be honest with you. (laughs) I'd like to see somebody for, for,
2: for for me and my house. I want to thank you for the courage that you've had in exposing all of this. And For risking your life and livelihood and career, everything you've risked uh, to bring this out to the American people. I want to thank you, and uh, I I totally honor you and and bow to you for what you've done.
1: Let's get her at the next CSPOA convention coming up. The date's being finalized now, but it'll be later this year before the election. It'll be an incredible event. Maybe we can get Nurse Aaron to stand and deliver, give a little uh, speech, and show some live Behind-the-scenes video to the sheriff's. What do you say, Richard Mack?
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm going to extend the invitation to her to be there. I right, appreciate there it. And, we to, have and, to speak, and to speak. We're going to have you speak. Yeah,
3: I know. I'm, I'm, I'm ha- I'll talk to anyone who will listen to me. Can,
2: um, can you show I'm a lot of the video
1: you took? <laughs> can you show a lot What's of the video that? you took as well?
3: Yeah, yeah. Sure.
1: All right, so there's no restrictions by your attorneys or anybody else on the video.
3: Um, no anything that's public is is fair game. Um, I've not released uh, everything because I, I want to see it go to, I want to see it go to court.
1: All right, Aaron, we appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen, nurse Aaron doing a phenomenal job. Go get some pizza. It is national Pizza Day and we'll have you back soon.
3: Great, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: There she goes, ladies and gentlemen, Nurse Erin doing a phenomenal job, a courageous whistleblower, telling the tale of liberty, her book, Undercover Epicenter uh, of a Nurse, telling about how fraud, negligence, and greed led to unnecessary deaths at Elmhurst. And really, um, since she wrote that book, it's really globally now, unnecessary deaths, dishonesty everywhere, their narratives unraveling. The problem is there's no accountability and no way to stop them from further abuse, right? That's the problem. I pray rogue agents in government don't quit an o- another civil war. That's all I can say. For Sam Bushman, Richard Mack, and Nurse Aaron, God save the republic.
0: Broadcasting Live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right, and happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio, hard-hitting news the i refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for, wow, it's already February the 9th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, ladies and gentlemen, our goal is to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country using the checks and balances that our founding fathers gave us via the supreme law of the land, the constitution for the United States of America. Rejecting revolution, standing for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth for over 25 years. That's who we are. Hard-hitting news. The networks refuse to use Liberty Roundtable Live, baby, and it is National Pizza Day. You got to dig that too. Uh, everybody's getting pizza today, man. It's crazy. Not only that, everybody's gearing up for the Super Bowl. That's coming up on Sunday. And uh, the interesting thing about that uh, Super Bowl stuff, folks, it's kind of interesting. The um, I guess they had a sold-out advertising docket. For that. Uh, that's kind of weird. I don't know how to handle that. <laughs> um ad sellout. How much was each ad for the Super Bowl in this massive sellout? All right. How much do you think Super Bowl ads cost this year? Any idea, Cameron? Yeah, seven million dollars per slot, bro. Yeah, rates are up over 20% since last Super Bowl there. Super Bowl ads sold out, many at record prices, they say. I can't really even like comprehend this kind of stuff, man. I'm just redneck enough to where I just go, what on earth? Super Bowl ads sold out, many at record prices literally as high as $7 million per slot. I, I <laughs> You never catch me with a loss of words, right? But, uh, yeah, according to front office sports, multiple 30-second spots for the game went for over $7 million per slot, rates up 20%. I don't even know how to comprehend those kind of numbers. Folks, I really don't. Wow. It's just hard to even deal with. $7 million, a 30 second spot. Whoa, baby. All right. Anyway, National Pizza Day is today. All you got to do is just kick back and enjoy the pizza, man. People are going to be eating pizza today all the way through the weekend. They're going to have specials and deals and everything else. What, pizza and wings? Is that the deal, Cameron? You cool with pizza and wings? You're good with wings? You can't have pizza? Nope, no no pizza for Cameron? On National Pizza Day? Are you kidding me right now? You've been robbed of America's pastime, my friend. Wow, oh, who ah, uh, do you have a favorite pizza anyway, even though you can't eat it? He likes pesto pizza, what's that? It's got a, oh, chicken pesto, like a pasta pizza without pasta on it, just the pasta pizza sauce and chicken, you like that, huh? A lot of people like the barbecue chicken pizza too. I, you know, chicken's okay on pizza. It's not my fave. I, I go for the, I go for the meat lovers pizza stuff. Uh, I also, I also go for a a lot of Hawaiian pizza, like Canadian bacon and pineapple. And I know some people are like, I never put pineapple on pizza. That's a, a sin. Sam, that's a sin. But I love pineapple pizza. I love Hawaiian pizza. If you could put, um, uh, Well, I I like to do this. I like to have a Hawaiian pizza, Canadian, making a pineapple and throw some pepperoni on there, too. You know, that's what I like to do. Um, What's the most unique topping you've ever heard of people putting on pizza that actually is good? Like a lot of places have anchovies, but I don't know anybody that likes that. Do you? Macaroni pizza. What are you talking about? Have you had that really? I never had the Mac pizza before. C.C.'s Pizza does macaroni and cheese pizza. That's interesting. I've never had that before. I like the meat on the pizza. Um, I like pizza if it's got some vegetables on it, if it's light vegetables. Uh, I don't like too many vegetables and too many. I don't. The combos just become. I, I, I don't mind the combo ingredients, but I just feel like the combos just become too massive of a piece. Right. Uh, I kind of like to enjoy the flavors, so I like to simplify my pizza. But I don't like the average Joe pizza either. I'm a gourmet pizza guy, folks. I- I'm telling you right now. Like ripping good gourmet pizza like Firebird pizza or, you know, some of those. I like um, I like Papa John's pizza quite a bit, but the problem is then they kicked John out because they said he was a racist and a hater and everything else. And I've kind of been disappointed in them since. You know, come on now. Uh, don't just kick out John. They had this John's Fave. I can't remember what it's called now, but it's like a six cheese blend and pepperoni and sausage pizza. That was delicious. Now that I know what to call it, because they don't want to use the name John, they want to use the name Papa John's. They just don't want to use John's favorite pizza, you know. Now that would be bad, because he's a racist, and he's a hater, and you you got to kick him out of the whole pizza world. John, you're not even allowed to eat pizza anymore, okay, John. You, you, my friend, John, are just too over the top. You and old Joe Rogan, John and Joe, just uh, kick them all out, shut them all down, ruin their careers, ruin their lives, destroy their reputations. Don't worry. It's part of the cancel culture. You're next, okay? Thank you. And, and that's what's going on, folks, and we got to stop it. we got to push back and refuse to go to Papa John's until they bring old John back. That's my opinion. They bring back John's fave, too. But anyway, Papa John's pizza is pretty good. I like Papa Murphy's pizza, though. Do you know what that is, Cameron? You, you probably don't have Papa Murphy's where you live. They got them where I live. I don't know if they're everywhere or what, but Papa Murphy's pizza. <clears throat> Papa Murphy's pizza is a unique pizza in that they don't cook the pizza at the restaurant. <clears throat> you go to Papa Murphy's pizza, and you get the pizzas all prepared. So the dough's done. The ingredients are on them. Everything's done. But then you take them home, and you cook them. frosted brownie pizza now he's getting into dessert pizzas while I'm trying to tell you about this incredible Papa Murphy's thing. Uh, all right, we'll get to brownie pizza in a minute. I have had that actually and it's good. Uh dessert pizzas are good, yeah. I've had all kinds of dessert pizzas. Uh, anyway, but uh, Papa Murphy's pizza is good because you basically take it and you bring it home and you say why would you want to do that Sam? Why wouldn't you want them to cook it? Well, several reasons. Number one, you can basically take them home and put them in the fridge and then you can cook them the next day. So I don't really believe in shopping on the Sabbath, right? I don't believe in buying and selling on Sunday. So oftentimes on a Saturday, we'll go get a pop of Murphy's pizza. It's cold and ready to go. You just put it in the fridge. Next day, you just cook that dude. And hey, you got pizza on Sunday, even though you didn't buy it on Sunday, right? Uh, or a lot of times if you're at home watching a sporting event and people are kind of coming and going or whatever and eating kind of casually and, uh, or whatever, then you could just basically have several pizzas in the fridge and just pop them in and, you know, it, cook as much as people want and then save the rest a day or two for later because it's in the fridge. It's just fine. Uh, anyway, Papa Murphy's pizza is very good. Great dough, great quality ingredients, etc. Uh Anyway, should I just keep talking about pizza or do we got to get hard-hitting, man? What do we got to do, Cameron? I got to get into the hard-hitting news then. You're done with pizza day? You were just trying to get me to talk about brownie pizzas, man, and, and dessert pizzas, you know? Come on now, there's all kinds of fantastic dessert pizzas. Uh, There's a place that I uh, go to sometimes in our area called Pizza Pie Cafe. And they have not only regular pizzas, but it's an all-you-can-eat pizza place. You just pay for the um, entry fee. I'm trying to think of what it's called. Uh, Entry fee, then you get all the pasta, you can eat all the pizza, you can eat all the breadsticks, you can eat all the salad, you can eat all the everything. And they've got a ton of dessert pizzas too that they put out all the time. Yeah, it's like CC's but it's just a different kind of a brand. I've been to CC's uh, plenty of times too, but it's very similar to that. Uh anyway, it's just just great stuff. They have a lot of uh, dessert pizzas there and I I like dessert pizzas fine. I think that's good. You've never had a dessert pizza before? Cameron, what is wrong with you, my friend? My my friend, you've been deprived of the American dream, sir. You got to I got to fly you out to Utah and take you to some some real food place. Come on now. I got to acquaint you with the blessings of the American cuisine, a la pizza day. Real, that's right. Uh, uh, um. Now, do you like thin or thick pizza? Do you like the pan pizza? Do you like the calzones? You know, everybody's got their own faves, right? I like the thinner pizza, but the doughy pizza, like the New York-style pizza, is pretty good. I like that. Uh, Chicago pizza, good. You know, there's a lot of... But I'm a, I'm a connoisseur of gourmet pizza. Wherever I go to a different town or whatever else, I always look for the best pizza in that area. And then I go and I try their pizza and I see if I love it. But I love a good, they call them pies, you know. I love a good pie. I love a good pizza. The more gourmet, the better, though. Anyway, I, I mentioned what's the most unique topping on pizza uh, that you that's good. Not anchovies. They're bad, right? Nobody likes those. I don't know why they even have them there. But what's your favorite? item on a pizza or that you've even heard of that you want to try or that you've had on pizza? What's your favorite single topping? Any 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 idea, Cam? You like the meat? Chicken. Man, this guy loves chicken pizza, doesn't he? Wow. Dude, you don't want the pepperoni and the sausage and stuff? You don't want the Italian sausage? You don't want the Canadian bacon? Come on now. All right, when we. right. You've never had Canadian bacon and pineapple on pizza? That's a Hawaiian pizza, Cameron. You've never had the Hawaiian? Alright, we're gonna uh, I'm gonna come back and tell you the most unique, delicious topping on pizza in seconds. Then we'll get into the hard news, okay? Hang tight, Liberty Roundtable, live.
11: The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles breathtaking imagery as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like the 2021 real buckaroo calendar order online from rangemagazine.com loving liberty network salutes the spirit of the american west at rangemagazine.com
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> talking about National Pizza Day. Hey, I got a question. Is inflation just going to absolutely ruin your ability to enjoy a good pizza? For National Pizza Day, Is inflation just got so out of control you can't buy a car, you can't buy a house, and you can't buy a pizza for crying out loud? Is that where we're going in America? Pretty soon, you'll have to have a wheelbarrow full of fake money to run around and buy a pizza to get a good pie. Come on now. Is that what's going on in the country? I'm telling you, you get to that point, people are going to absolutely riot. Yeah, people are going to riot. People are going to melt down. Oh, wow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the best unique topping on pizza that I've ever had, most places don't have it, is almonds. Yeah, man. You have a pizza with pepperoni and almonds on it, buddy. Deliciousness. It adds a little crunch to the pizza. Delicious. I'm telling you, slivered almonds and pepperoni on your pizza is absolutely fantastic and uh, most people don't know it very few places even have it but it is delish it is delish man i'm telling you right now you gotta do it there's a place that i go to um right down here locally and they've got almonds as one of the toppings and when you put pepperoni and almonds on your pizza you've got this fantastic meat flavor of the pepperoni and the sauce homemade killer sauce great dough cheese and then you got the almond little crunch on your pizza yeah, I'm just telling you right now, it's phenomenal. They, they hired me to help sell pizzas for National Pizza Day. Did you guys know that? Okay, I'm lying, but it's still delicious. <laughs> Nobody paid me nothing to do nothing. See, they hate me because I'm too political, see? Even though I can, I can wax eloquent about the greatest pie ever made with the best of them, can't I now? All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's the deal. This is hard hitting news. Let's just kick it off now, man, and have pizza later, okay? Not just CNN. Mainstream media is on the ropes. That's right. An incredible column written in Epic Times, or Epoch Times, if you will, written by Roger L. Simon. It's an opinion piece, and boy, howdy, is it spot on. Listen carefully to this. February 8, 2022, baby. <clears throat> It's commentary. Here's what Roger Simon says. I'm beginning to sense something many of us have dreamed about since the beginning of this century. That is the serious decline of the mainstream media. Amen to that, Roger. I'll even get a pizza to that, buddy. Dare I say a tipping point has come? Is the Wicked Witch dead, he says? Well, not quite, but she's clearly Stumbling around on her broomstick. <laughs> what do we do next? I love this. The Wicked Witch, the mainstream press, may not be dead, but she's stumbling around on her broomstick. <laughs> I love this kind of stuff. He says, I'm not just talking about NBC's pathetic cover to the Beijing Olympics that nobody's watching anyway. <laughs> I hear you, buddy. You want to know why? Because they destroyed the Olympics, too, with men pretending they're women, with women getting disqualified because their outfits aren't perfect. To, I mean, just scandal after scandal, right? She said, He says, I'm not just talking about the pathetic NBC's pathetic covering of the Beijing Olympics, which nobody's watching, although that's an indication, he wisely points out. Nor am I talking about the well-known polling that rates the media's popularity somewhere below Congress, if such a thing's even possible. (laughs) He says that's been going on for quite a while now. Amen to that. It's more, he says. Let's take a tour. But first, CNN, a widely discussed article by media critic Joe Concha includes the collapse of CNN's. Is now complete. Nine out of ten viewers. Gone. It's top rated anchor. Chris Cuomo. Gone. It's network president. Gone. It's integrity. It's credibility. In shambles. Oh yeah. Don't worry. New management's coming. Signaling big time changes. Changes that may bring CNN. Back to the proud network it once was before. Jeff Sucker. Destroyed it. Yeah. True enough, but should CNN even be brought back, he wisely asks? A company that deliberately downplayed the atrocities committed by Saddam Hussein's regime? They even admitted it in order to maintain their, quote, exclusive access to that same regime that vanished years ago. We would have been spared all the endless, quote, Trump Russia lies. Actually, it doesn't matter who replaces management at CNN, he says, because the real ownership hasn't changed one bit. Warner Media, and above that group, at and and above that, eventually, you're going to find the CIA. Yeah, and above all them with the uh, that, that corporation and a few other couple of corporations, the mainstream landscape all tracks to what Disney Co. The Walt Disney Co. And then Comcast. Their quote. Well, what do you got? Comcast Disney. By the way, I, uh, somebody briefed me on a meme uh, yesterday. I think you'll like this meme, Cameron. Do you, you watch memes sometimes? Do you do you keep an eye on those? All right, so a meme fired over, and it basically shows this you know big old Disney uh, deal. Then it's got humans all stuck inside it and stuff like that, and they say, um, "What do they call this thing?" Disney um, is a mouse trap for humans set by a mouse. What do you think of that? Disney's a mouse trap for humans set by a mouse. <laughs> yeah. Woo! You got to look at that and go, "What the heck?" Good, good point there. Anyway, that's the bad of CNN. The good news is those same corporations are increasingly behind the times. Yesteryear media rendered irrelevant, uh, literally suffering from a crush of a credibility crisis. You're here, ladies and gentlemen, reading this on Epic Times and listening to Sam Bushman, not listening to their canned propaganda. And you're not just here with Liberty Roundtable Live, but you're on Epic Times and WND.com and uh, Breitbart and all kinds of other um, news services, Frank Speech, and you're reading blogs, you're checking out alternative media, and you're listening to podcasts, the new media taking center stage baby, who, by the way, has more influence these days. I'm going to ask you this, the New York Times or Joe Rogan? Well, interestingly enough, believe it or not, it's a toss-up, and that's just one guy that they're trying to take down now Joe get a backbone buddy stand up tell them they're all nuts on parade and crazy and you will not be canceled in the cancel war in in the cancel culture you're not doing it and if uh, Spotify won't deliver and double down if they don't have your back (laughs) jump to those who do you're being invited right now to go to rumble you are also by the way ladies and gentlemen surfing the internet For other information, believe it or not, making up your own mind the possibilities for gaining that information, that education that you crave, that information, are growing in number and in strength by the day. What intelligent person these days watches the yesteryear traditional evening news anymore? Who believes that the aforementioned New York Times and other rags of the newspapers of record. That's basically a joke now to vast numbers of people in the greatest country on the face of the earth. Donald Trump has been using the mainstream legacy media, call them what you will, as a fall guy for some time now. It's almost beginning to sound dated, that's old Donald Trump's narrative, talk of fake news. Hey, man, I was telling tales of he who owns the media makes the rules before any of these jokers came on the scene, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be clear of who's who. Let's be clear of who called the spade a spade first. That would be yours truly via the nationally syndicated, globally distributed Liberty Roundtable live broadcast. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use. That's who we've been for over 25 years. Half these jokesters in the media, these news babes and everything else aren't even old enough to be born when we started. (laughs) The real news, ladies and gentlemen, is being created before your very eyes. And the more outlets, the merrier. Why? Because the chances of finding the truth will only increase. The chances of us being canceled will decrease over time. Chairman Mao was, uh, no doubt, lying and creating mayhem when he said, let a hundred flowers bloom, but the thought being expressed was correct, if I were to write my own The red book, today I would say in terms of news, and a lot of things learned from the Canadian truckers. He says, in other words, do it on your own. And as Sam Bushman would add, build your own institutions. You don't like the media? Then build your own media apparatus, would you please? Hang tight, this is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live.
0: Liberty Newswire, you're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The mask
7: mandate in Virginia schools has become optional when Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin made it an executive order. Some schools in Virginia are breaking the law by still demanding masks in their schools. The Virginia Senate Tuesday in a bipartisan vote backed Governor Youngkin's executive order. Loudoun County parent Clint Thomas has two daughters that were kicked out of school because of the masking issue. He tells Fox News the school districts will probably continue to break the law.
10: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, this
7: this school system unfortunately has proven. To- to, uh, have a little bit of gall to stand up against the governor and they've even misapplied uh, the law here virginia in my opinion with SB 1303 or chapter 456 as democrats want americans to forget they were the party to defund the police democrat representative Corey bush from missouri says she's not going to stop using the slogan defund the police ahead of this fall's midterms bush said during an hour-long conversation with reporters that she's sticking to her activist roots usa radio news
8: water It's essential to life, but it's also something that so many of us here in America take for granted. Imagine how different your life would be without access to clean water in your home. What if you had to walk to the nearest creek, stream, lake, or pond to get water? Suddenly, going to work and school wouldn't be an option because you and your children would have to spend your days collecting water. This is the day-to-day reality of most families living in the world's poorest countries. But what if I told you that you can change that reality for just pennies a day? Through our water projects, Food for the Poor is working to meet the need for water in 17 impoverished countries. But it won't happen without you. Incredibly, it only takes $15 to provide a child access to clean water for life. $15. Decades and decades of access to water for a child. Give the life-changing gift of water now. Just text USA Radio to 91999 text USA radio all one word to 91999
7: Let's get an update on the Oxford, Michigan high school shooting back in late November.
3: 15-year-old Ethan Crumbly is accused of killing four students at Oxford High School in Michigan on November 30th. On Tuesday, several witnesses took the stand in a preliminary hearing for his parents, James and Jennifer Crumbly. Multiple witnesses told the judge his mother, Jennifer, focused on horse riding as her son, Ethan, complained he was haunted by demons. The preliminary hearing resumes on February 24th. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis.
7: SpaceX is reporting a geomagnetic storm just doomed about 40 Starlink Internet satellites. The storm increased the density of the atmosphere slightly, increasing drag on the satellites that will eventually send them back to Earth. Starlink's goal is to have 42,000 satellites orbiting Earth, providing low-cost Internet service. SpaceX has been launching fleets of Starlink satellites, sometimes up to 60 at a time since 2019. USA Radio News
1: all right ladies and gentlemen we're talking about an incredible article in the epoch times or epic times not just cnn mainstream media is on the ropes roger l simon with the incredible thoughtful piece he says hey you know what take a playbook page from the truckers He's right, but I've been telling people to do this for literally 25 years. 25 years ago, we literally sold a house and bought a radio station. That's where it all started, ladies and gentlemen, as we learned by Hard Knocks, the radio business. I'm telling you, we were chief bottle washer, on-air talent engineer, not knowing what we were doing. Thank heavens our computer knowledge paid off, and we got sea legs relatively quickly and learned how to run a radio station and then launched in a national syndication um during that time as well we've been at it for a long time but i'm telling you you got to build your own institutions ladies and gentlemen in other words you got to do it on your own baby that's what roger simon says in his article and boy how did we concur with that yes ladies and gentlemen it's a little bit self-serving for the subscriber or the reader of the epoch times or limited round table live but you know what participating in this quote ongoing media they call it a revolution this truly picking up steam after more than a decade. That's right. I think back now, says Roger, to the days when we started, quote, pajamas media. That was back in 2004, and we were being accused of being amateurs in our pajamas by a CBS executive for daring to question their anchor, Dan Rather's, lies. Oh, yeah, they can mock us. Our beginnings are humble. We get it. But I'm telling you right now, the new media is taking center stage now, isn't it? As we gain credibility by the second, and they lose credibility every second because of their dishonest lies. Dan Rather had lies back in 2004 when Pajama Media started, Roger L. Simons and others. But hey, man, I've been at it since like '92, 92-3 Owned a radio station starting in 96. I've been at it for a long time, calling out their con game lies, too. All right, they talked about back in the day in 2004, George W. Bush's National Guard papers. We couldn't have been more correct. In a parlance of another day, he says we've come a long way, baby. Boy, howdy, is that true? Pretty soon we may have a different problem, ladies and gentlemen. What happens when you become the man? Let's hope we handle it better. We should. In other words, what he's talking about is, hey, when we become front center stage, we become the credible ones. Do we get sidetracked by sex and money, fame and fortune? What do we do, huh? I think it's a fair, open, good question by Roger. And I pray, as Roger does, that we remain true, right? I pray that we can stand up for what matters most and do what is right. Let the consequences follow, right? That's what we got to do. Look, this isn't about priestcraft. This isn't about setting myself up to get gain. Hey, I work all day with my hands, ladies and gentlemen. I don't ask you for anything to fund my family or to pay for my responsibility as a husband and a father and a leader and a provider and a protector and a, a presider. I don't ask for anything for those things. I work hard with my hands all day in the IT industry and in the radio and, and, and um, TV industry for those things. Uh, when I get on the radio, I ask you to fund our radio networks because we need money to help us grow. The money doesn't go to me directly. The money goes to, every penny goes to telling the tale of liberty, to growing our networks, to paying our bills. Look, the servers in the cloud are incredibly expensive for the radio and TV that we do. Uh, the cost of travel on the road to cover um, events and stuff like that, incredibly expensive. Let's just say that I wanted to go cover an event tomorrow, anywhere in the United States. Look, I got to have somebody come with me. Um, it, it just takes two to make it happen. Okay, um, number one, I'm a blind person, so it's great to have somebody to travel with me. Although I'm capable of traveling alone just fine, but it takes two to do radio. I mean, literally, you got to have somebody that can help you set up. If there's a problem, you got to have somebody that can work on it while you're dealing with, you know, on air. If you're trying to grab guests at an event, you got to have somebody be able to run and get those guests when you're on the air. There's just so many tasks that it really takes two people at a minimum to do. And the other reason, though, that I travel with two people, one, you got to have it for radio and TV. you got to have at least two people. Number two, though, it's great because I'm a blind person to have a companion to be with. But number three, and most importantly, I always bring a buddy. I'm a little bit more intense than Mike Pence. I not only don't go out with any woman that's not my wife, where alcohol served, I don't even travel alone. Why? Because I don't want any allegations against me—that this or that happened. No, 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 no. I had Cameron with me, or I had Jay with me, or I had Zach with me, or I had Kurt with me, or I had Ben with me, or I had. There's a bunch of people that travel with me, and every one of them uh, can vouch for. No, no, no. I was with Sam the whole time. That didn't happen, or that Okay, so it prevents allegations. It also prevents me. I'm not perfect. Uh, from ever getting off center now of course you would never leave going i'm going to do wrong uh, but you know what a lot of the people that tell you that something bad happened uh, started out with good intentions it just went awry little by little well the way you ensure that is you use the buddy system you were taught that as a little kid right well ladies and gentlemen i'm here to tell you that it still applies today in my world It's not that I don't trust women. It's not that I don't trust me. It's that I know better from experience that, you know what, it can go all south, all wrong in a hurry. What do they say in a New York minute? What do they say? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. All these lies are the problem, right? Yeah. So I bring uh, somebody with me for all those reasons, but I digress going back to the core. uh, By the way, it's national pizza day. Get your pizza right away. It's going to be phenomenal taste and gourmet pizza, baby. Uh, anyway, um, for me to travel, it's going to probably cost three to $500 for a plane ticket. And I say that because it just depends. Some plane tickets are more, some are less. But on the average, it's usually about $500 a plane ticket. You say, well, Sam, that's an expensive plane ticket. Yeah, but I can't get the cheapest flights all the time because things change. And most of those are non-refundable. And if there's ever a change in the itinerary or the schedule, uh, then we lose all the money. And it costs more than just paying for a changeable ticket. But anyway, just say, you know what? 400 bucks per ticket times two, that's 800 bucks. Plus the different little ticky tack fees. I got to get an Uber to get to the hotel. I got to this, I got to that. Bottom line is you're talking about a thousand bucks just to get there. Flights, airfare, two people, average. There you go. Thousand bucks. Boom. But now we got to have a hotel and we got to eat. What's the average hotel in America? Well, man, back in the day, it was what? Super eight cost eight bucks. <laughs> Motel 6 costs 6 bucks, right? Wow. Now the average hotel used to be around 100 bucks give or take. Uh but in some places in the country now it's up to 150 bucks. Uh so I don't know whatever you want to call that and I I usually bring a friend with me, a a a male so we can get two queen beds and stay in a room together to save money. Or if I bring my wife, then hey, it's one hotel room. So I really try to keep it to one hotel room, nevertheless. But let's say that's 150 bucks, and the average stay is what? Three nights? Two nights? Just say three nights. That's another 500 bucks, right? You got to tip the uh, bus driver, or you got to this or that. You know. Anyway, all I'm telling you is. All right, so the a- average hotel, Cameron just looked it up, doing a phenomenal job. It's one hundred and forty bucks. So my statement of one hundred and fifty bucks was dang close. And so you do three nights at a hotel. That's one hundred and fifty bucks times three, four fifty. You got to have fifty bucks left over just for again the nickel and diming that goes on everywhere you go. Right. And so then uh, what do you got? You got fifteen hundred bucks now. I've got my hotel done and I've got my flight and airfare done, uh, airfare and hotel done. Now I got to eat, don't I? How much does it cost to eat while you're on the road? Uh, what do you think on the average to eat? Average eating day while on the road? So you do a breakfast at the hotel for free and you do an inexpensive lunch for 10 bucks. Uh, and then you do, you know, a, a nice dinner for, you know, 15, 20 bucks. You're talking about $35 a day or $30 a day for food or something. Let's just be really, really, really cautious because the, the other uh, expenses we had a little bit more. So now you got what? $50 a day times two people, 100 bucks a day for food. 50 bucks a day for food. Uh, all right, let's just call it $150, $200 total for all three days. All right, you know, or $100 a day, that's $300. Either way, you know, you're close to $2,000 for this trip. And that's if nothing goes wrong and you don't have any uh, expenses beyond what we've talked about. You say, well, what expenses? Well, what if I got to rent a car? What if I gotta pay toll roads? What if I gotta, okay, it goes on and <laughs> it doesn't end folks. So to be honest with you, the average trip for two people to go somewhere is probably 2000 to $2,500 depending on. If I've got somebody to pick me up and drop me off or I've got an Uber uh, and I don't need to travel very far or I've got um, <clears throat> a shuttle, then it's probably closer to two grand. If I have to rent a car, it's probably closer to $2,500 for every trip. Let's say I go on a trip once a month. Twenty five hundred bucks times twelve is what? Thirty grand. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman.
3: Mom, you don't know anything about me anymore. Honey, I know you're good at math. You don't like English. I know Ryan smiled at you yesterday at school. I know your favorite color is purple. And I know you don't like mushrooms. And who can blame you? I mean, mushrooms are a fungus, and people generally try to avoid funguses. Or is it fungi? I'm never quite sure. But, you know, either way, I mean, penicillin is good. Penicillin is a mold. Huh. Well, I guess you're right. So you like penicillin, but not mushrooms.
11: <laughs> no matter what you talk about, love is what they'll hear.
3: Mom, mm. if we talk, will you be quiet? Love, too.
11: A thought from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org.
4: I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did, and because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not-yet-born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate, and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch, and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life.
0: Promoting God, family, and country, you are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio.
1: back with you live ladies and gentlemen all right liberty roundtable live show notes for the 9th of february 2022 there you go good i'm working on those babies so uh anyway there's a lot to it and if i literally go on the road and it's 2500 dollars a trip on the average then it's about 30 grand if i take a trip a month you say sam you don't take a trip a month i know but do I help those who do? What if I have somebody report live from somewhere else for me? Do I, should I help them with a little bit of dollars to cover their expenses, or do I just leech off them, right? <laughs> so all i am tell is that's 30 grand, 25, 30 grand just in travel. If I go somewhere once a month, sometimes I don't go anywhere for four months, but then sometimes two or three times in a given month, I'm gone. Or sometimes the trips double the time double the length, increasing the costs. Uh, not double the cost, but increasing the cost. But you know what? When we spend the 25, 30 grand on travel, for instance, then while I'm gone, I can't work either. I can't really run my business very effectively. I can minimally run it and take care of the most important things that need to be done between events and between things. But So it's lost money on my part when I even go. I don't even expect people to cover that lost cost. I just am hoping people will help with the increased expenses. But that doesn't count all the networks and the servers and you know what servers and networks and everything else all the infrastructure to have a studio costs literally probably two grand a month just for the baseline costs of a studio. That doesn't count all the equipment. That doesn't count the people to work at all. Well, that's another twenty five grand a year. Wow, we're at fifty to sixty thousand dollars just for travel and one studio. What if you have multiple studios? Because you got to have people that can work. What about the workers? How much do you pay those guys to help with things? I'm just telling you right now, You're now you're starting to spend real money. <laughs> so I don't really want people to pay for my living. I don't mind being the provider and the protector and working with my dear wife hand in hand, side by side uh, to take care of our wonderful family. We've got eight children, five grandchildren. What a blessing it all is. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind working my guts out from 6 a.m. to 10 p. every day, six days a week on the Sabbath. I just rest. Okay, but I, I don't mind any of that. All I'm telling you is that there are increased costs, and we need financial support and help. We need angels to bring dollars to the table to help us. Every penny helps, and every penny we consider as sacred funds. We will not squander the money. We will use it wisely and carefully to tell the tale of liberty everywhere we go. That's who we are. That's what we do. Uh, make no mistake, but we call ourselves jokingly a little bit, but as serious as could be when it comes to the sacred funds, the Widow's Might Radio Network. Because, man, every little penny that people give us is so blessed, so gr- we're so grateful for, so needed. All right, it is National Pizza Day. I'll buy my own pizza, thank you. Super Bowl ads sold out while they spent $7 million on a single 30-second tv ad for the super bowl we can literally run our whole radio network and all the tv offerings that we do right now on less than a couple of hundred grand a year i mean in one super bowl ad we could literally run our thing for like 10 years one more wow like 20 years (laughs) 15 years let's just say that 15 years think about that for a minute wow like a half a million a year uh it doesn't even cost us that much more like maybe 20 years anyway there you have it it's interesting one 30 second super bowl ad could run our whole network if we could increase our money a little bit if we could use that <clears throat> seven million dollars and just spend a million dollars a year so double triple our expenses but yet bring the right staff in just imagine what we could accomplish and on that seven million dollar one 30 second TV commercial, we could literally run our network for 7 to 10 years without even blinking an eye, and we could grow big time doing it. We could start to do TV every day with that kind of money even. Wow. All right, not just CNN mainstream press on the ropes. We're taking them on. The Widow's Might Radio Network, the the Widow's Might efforts by good, honest American people dedicating their lives, their liberty, their sacred honor, their fortunes, and everything to the cause. We're getting it done, baby god almighty is prospering our little meager efforts there's no doubt all right ladies and gentlemen temporarily supposedly averting a shutdown the house passes what they call short term funding they say once the bill gets to the senate and clears the senate lawmakers senior lawmakers will have until march 11th to work out a long-term deal on how to fund the government For the remainder of the fiscal year, in other words, what have I, what have they done? They've raised the debt ceiling again, folks. They just keep spending us into oblivion and there's no end in sight to what they're doing. It is an absolute travesty and a shame. And folks, this is what's interesting. While we tell you how thin we run our model, how thin we run our efforts and what we do, uh, just imagine they're running us into debt oblivion. And no one seems to really care. When I say no one, I mean virtually no one, because there are people who care. Rand Paul has talked about the penny plan for a long time, doing a phenomenal job. But they all ignore him, the whole body, the House, the Senate, both sides of the aisle, the swamp ignores Rand Paul like nobody's business. But Rand just says, why don't we start by just, first off, we're not going to increase any expenditures. We're going to cut. We're going to just cut one penny, 1%. That's why it's called the penny plan. Out of every dollar, we're going to cut out one penny. Could we get that done? We could, but we won't, but we're not. No one else seems to care. That's the problem. Anyway, our prayers are that we can literally get a shutdown, that we're going have a change, a sea change for success, and it starts with spending less. I'll tell you that right now. Now, the swamp and the Republicans are bugging me. They all beg us to elect them in 22. You got to elect the Republicans because the Democrats are running us off the rails. You got to elect the Republicans because, by God, you don't want the Democrats appointing their court justices. You gotta have the Republicans or this could be the last election ever. And all all the stops are pulled out every time to get you to want to back the Republicans. But ladies and gentlemen, I think they're disingenuous big time. Here's the headline a group of House Republicans agreed that they would like to keep the January sixth commission in play if they take back the majority in the midterm elections. They said on Tuesday that they will use it to ask the Democrats key questions that the GOP was simply not allowed to ask or was not able to press the Democrats over. The Daily Caller, believe it or not, first obtained a memo spearheaded by North Carolina rep Madison Cawthorn and also signed by Texas Representative Louis Gummer. And Arizona rep, Andy Biggs. Here's the problem. Other Republicans are expressing skepticism about keeping uh, the commission rolling, saying it's not necessary. The Republicans should keep the Jan 6th probe open. Okay? But you know what? (laughs) This is a shame. This is a shame. They're literally telling you that they want to keep this committee going. Why? Because, ladies and gentlemen, they say the Democrats wouldn't let them ask questions on the committee, wouldn't let them get into the probe about Ray Epps and and others, and we really got to get to the bottom of this. And here's my response. You have now got such a partisan Congress. where you can't even investigate real criminal activity that took place on January 6th. It's a politically driven narrative. The Democrats against the Republicans. The Republicans against the Democrats. And the only prayer the Republicans have to get to the bottom of the dishonesty, to get to the bottom of the criminal activity, to have transparent accountability, is to wait until the Democrats lose power and they gain power, and then they promise they'll dig into it. Well, some of them promise they'll dig into it. The others are saying it's not really necessary to even keep it open. Now you got the Republicans fighting against themselves and against each other on whether the probe is necessary to keep open or not. You know what you're going to end up with, ladies and gentlemen? You ready? Write it down. Remember who told you first, okay? (laughs) That's right. The Republicans are going to fight amongst themselves. A couple of Republicans are going to be like, we're going to dig into this thing. If you get us elected, they're going to use that as a campaign chip. Elect us so we can get to the bottom of this fraud on January 6th. The Democrats won't do it, but by golly, we will. But then you already hear the other Republicans in their same, I don't know what you want to call it, party, whatever, uh, saying, no, we're not going to do it. At the end of the day, it's going to be like the Obamacare discussion, isn't it? We promise, we promise, we promise we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. They vote over and over and over and over that they'll do it. And then when it comes to the real crunch time and they have the authority, the power, the wherewithal to do it, they don't have the will. It was almost like nice try, so close, almost got there. Well, you just don't have the right Republicans in office. You got a couple of bad apples in the barrel and will it ruin the barrel? But don't worry, next election, we can take it back and double down and get it done. And you know what? We're better than the other guy. And from the Republican freshman revolution back in 96, engineered by Newt Gingrich, that turned out to be a big old failure. It was supposed to be the contract with the American people. It turned out to be the contract on the American people or against the American people. And then we, uh, you know, gained power since then. We promised pro-life. We promised uh, jettison the education department and shut it down. Now you literally got the Education Department in bed with local school boards and the FBI and the Justice Department, people calling local Americans, parents, local domestic terrorists. Okay, they promised they'd get rid of Obamacare. They, they didn't get it done when they had the opportunity. And now they want us to look at the Republicans and, by golly, they're going to look into January 6th if you elect them this time. They sure are, by golly. But then you've got their own counterparts in the swamp. Literally, blatantly, publicly undermining that effort before they even get it off the ground. Ladies and gentlemen, it's become such a disgrace. There is no honest, open, true, real representation in America anymore. There just simply is not. There's not representation. Yep, there's not representation at all, ladies and gentlemen. There's not. And uh, you know what? This is what I mean when I brought up this with Nurse Aaron and the good Sheriff Richard Mack last hour. Okay? Uh, Are the swamp monsters, are the, I'm just going to say this, are or will rogue agents, unaccountable agents within government literally cause the next civil war? I pray the answer is no, ladies and gentlemen, but I see the writing on the wall. I don't see how we can avoid it. I really don't. Let me explain. I don't know if you know, but the Capitol Police literally entered Congressman's office, offices without their permission and broke in and took photos of documents. They literally stole the mail of a Congressman and looked into the mail without authority or permission. They got caught red-handed by one staffer doing so. Now the Capitol Police denying it. Ladies and gentlemen, criminal activity in Congress, powerless to do anything about it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to pray for America. On your knees and pray hard. It's time to get up and go to work and say, look, not on our watch. We will stand as good, honest, moral servants of Jesus Christ in the culture war. I testify Christ lives. He is our Savior. Looking to Him are the only real answers we have. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. This nation shall endure. God save the republic.